0: what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of the sports kingdom show i'm your host eric the duke of sports scholar i'm joined by my co-host shelton's very own tyler pacholke before we start the show we appreciate you all so much for listening to us be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the sports kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show also be sure to give us a five-star rating and review the show that really helps out as well don't forget to follow at TSK show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of sports and at Tyler Picholke on this episode of the sports kingdom show. We'll give out our midseason season NBA awards, and we'll also talk about Paul George's elbow injury and which teams we think should be buyers or sellers as the trade deadline approaches. Then during the lake show lowdown, we'll recap our trip to the Lakers Pacers game last night as well as catch up on everything going on with the Lakers since we last recorded. All this and more on episode 229 of the TSK Show coming up right now. to the sports kingdom boys. Kingdom. to the sports kingdom boys. Kingdom, welcome, welcome to the sports kingdom boys. kingdom 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 what is up everybody welcome to episode 229 of the sports kingdom show i am your host eric the duke of sports scholar joining me as always shelton's very own tyler pacholke what's up tp how are you man
1: i'm good man weather's getting weather's getting better outside it's getting sunny i feel it on my face right now
0: (laughs) yes uh, you've been working by the beach so uh, you've been getting some sun
1: yeah not bad not a bad gig
0: no i wouldn't complain about working by the beach i'm I'm holed up in a studio all day usually um but i mean i was kind of talking to you before we started recording this in between us finishing the the nfl episode and before we started recording this episode that i have not been looking forward to recording this episode yeah. at all today
1: yeah that's why you know when you ask me for small talk i bring up the weather it's <laughs> kind of like well, i don't know man let's get it
0: um obviously to the nitty-gritty yeah we're, we're gonna talk about the lakers in a little bit uh, we did go to the game last night we were there in person for the meltdown against the pacers we will talk about that in a little bit. First, we're going to give out our mid-season awards for the NBA. But before we do that, I got to let you know that this episode of the Sports Kingdom show is sponsored by Always Toyota. If you're into anything vintage Toyotas, especially from the 80s, whether you're buying, selling, collecting, refurbishing, anything vintage Toyota, you got to hit up my buddy Alan from Always Toyota. You can find them at always Toyota on Instagram at always Toyota and alwaysToyota.com. Come
1: on, you're getting paid. Ask something.
0: Three seconds at mid-point. final seconds.
1: Flying for the win. Did I miss anything while I was gone?
0: take this and you burn it jobs not finished job finished I don't think so so when you get done with this you should be butt but ass naked naked you didn't have any ad libs to throw in into that one there no, Tyler No 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 no
1: <laughs> I got it's got to be it's got to call me okay it's natural it's a natural thing
0: maybe next week maybe next week but all right Tyler let's let's kick it off uh our NBA mid-season awards who is your mid-season mvp for the nba tyler
1: sure, starting out with the toughies huh <laughs> yeah you know it seems like this is just what it is now i mean it's been a while i feel like five six seven years where it's it really is just always up for grabs there's so many guys that are that, that are deserving you could go so many different ways with this one um i'm gonna go with chef curry interesting okay I I just think the Warriors are posed to be you know a one two seed. Clay is coming back. Curry's scoring at an incredible rate like he always does. Thirteen threes a game right now he's taking.
0: Yeah, but he's been in a, in a bit of a shooting slump lately. He has,
1: he has. That's why I think that's like every you know every couple weeks there's somebody else that kind of jumps in the picture. Right now it's like okay, it's Joel Embiid in this mix. It, Jokic has been in this mix. LeBron and KD have been in this mix. Um you've got you got even guys like Demar DeRozan and John Morant having amazing years. Um
0: see, you said a name I, right there, Tyler. I just
1: I like I like what Curry's done to affect his team's winning and and, and the drastic change from, you know, the last 2 years. Um you know, last year was decent, but He's got he's got them boys playing well. I think the Warriors are a scary team, and it's because I am.
0: You said a name right there, Tyler. One of the last two names that you said.
1: Yeah, yeah, those two guys are. DeMar
0: DeRozan is my midseason MVP. The Chicago Bulls are first in the East right now at twenty-eight and fifteen. This is his first year in Chicago. He obviously went from Toronto as a fan favorite. All those years, he got. Put in the Kawhi leonard trade and went to san antonio and i mean
1: kind of disappeared i mean within the within pop system you right know, he's in that 17 to 18 points per game role it doesn't seem like he's as effective as he used to be and now when he's on really, the bulls yeah yeah it's opportunity and he's system. shining
0: and i mean he's at uh 25.7 points per game five rebounds and 4.9 assists He's shooting 48.9% from the field. I just think that like obviously there was a, a couple things they were missing. They just obviously they just lost Lonzo Ball for six to eight weeks with a with a knee injury. He's gonna have arthroscopic knee surgery. It was announced today. Um, but adding DeMar DeRozan to that team, I think, has just taken them yeah, to changed. a whole nother level to that it, I think it's just clear that he's the the midseason MVP and definitely in the conversation for MVP overall for the season if the if the Bulls continue to play the way they have been we wanted to talk about DeMar DeRozan as a potential MVP candidate for a couple of weeks Uh, and then obviously we had to take a take a break because uh, of the holidays and and COVID and all of that but we've been wanting to talk about DeMar DeRozan season for a long time
1: I think if you take into the eyeball you know eyeball account it's guys like DeMar and Ja that will probably get kind of they'll probably get, you know, undercut at the end, you know, by a bigger star, a Curry, a Giannis, a LeBron, a Durant type of type of name, but I think a lot of these guys are deserving. Warriors though, 32 and 12, four yeah. more wins than the Bulls. Yeah, four second more wins than team, the Bulls. Second best team in the league.
0: And I mean, the West has been a complete bloodbath this year.
1: And and the and the Warriors have the highest points differential in, in the West. Yeah. In the league
0: so i mean mvp it's a highly debated topic always
1: yeah. i think i think um so you know recent recently Embiid's made a big jump in the ranking
0: 50 points last night is definitely yeah, gonna help his
1: case he's doing the damn thing yeah it's Tough for a center to get it though i think
0: yeah especially in today's nba all right tyler defensive player of the year who you got
1: man it's, it's the same old song and dance i think gobert is still kind of the dude
0: after he just got yammed on but by-
1: hey when you when you try to when you try to block 25 shots a no night, I, know, I know i know i just on.
0: wanted to mention the Russ dunk real quick he, he
1: he's he got 15 rebounds a game leads the league and blocks um you know utah is one of the the best defensive teams in the nba it's 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 tough to it's tough to see anybody you know affecting the game more than he does on the defensive end it's been you know i've it's been about three years now it seems but uh he is just they're a great defensive team and he's and he's by far the dominant anchor uh and it's how they win basketball games
0: yeah i mean it's it's tough to argue i'm actually
1: tyler i'm gonna go with draymond green that that's where you know i wish that that's the only thing that i feel like in all these years go bears uh argument lacks is that he's not a a shutdown player he's an anchor right he's not he's not going out there and guarding Russell Westbrook, LeBron James or Ant Davis. He can't go
0: out and guard the other team's best player like some of these other guys
1: can. Yeah, which is which is smart. I mean, he shouldn't because of no, but his that's, talent, that's but that's, his, that's, not his, that's not his game. That's why it's like it is tough for me always to say this guy that's is a is a help-side anchor whereas there's guys every night Draymond's and DeJounte Murray's and stuff like that that
0: kobe was like that he would always take on the other team's yeah, best yeah defender. clay
1: thompson would took on a lot of those roles yeah. i mean there's Qu- Kawhi leonards and uh you know the ron artest of the world and the bruce bowens of the world of the past um so yeah i i, I like draymond because i know what role he takes on every night for that team yeah and how important it is uh, that's a good pick
0: all right sixth man of the year
1: this one um i think you know tyler hero's like stats who i had but you know what you know who i really like this year is jalen brunson for the mavs he's played interesting he doesn't i looked up the odds uh to win this award Mm -hmm. because he was like the name that stuck out and i was like there's no way that but he was fourth in the odds so not like not not like it's not like a crazy pick but it just seems like every time I see the math, every time I see the box score, he's affecting the game. He's in the game. And he lit and, up. The and Lakers. he's not a he's not a guy that I necessarily saw that coming. You know, he he's been a a surprise production for for Dallas, uh, undersized point guard. But uh, he's he's been he's been re- like if I had a vote, I would vote for Jalen Brunson. I think he's been a nice piece. And and the Mavericks, you know, they have all sorts of opportunity for production outside of Luca, and he stepped up. Yeah, but Tyler Hero's stats and 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 you know the heat and how well they play it and uh his role on that team, he th- seems like he is the favorite.
0: Yeah. Rookie of the year I think is the only one that's a clear-cut unanimous decision and that's Evan Mobley of the Cavs.
1: Yeah, which is pretty it's pretty crazy though that that's, that's unanimous um because it's there has been some good play Yeah. Cade
0: Cade Cunningham's had some nice play. Uh, Jalen Green for Houston has had some good play as well. It's just they're on teams to where it's just like they're not really impacting the game the way Evan Mobley has impacted the game and helped the Cavs be the team that they are this year.
1: No, definitely. I I definitely think that he's he's the rookie of the year. As of right now, there's six in the West Uh, or six in the East. He's changed. the You know, he's part of uh, a team that's changing the way people play basketball. Uh, well, at least they're gonna have to. I mean, they're yeah. if you if you play the Cavs in the in, in the playoffs, you're gonna you need to roll big because uh, they're doing their own thing. Yeah, and it's no, working. It... So he's part of that. He gives them the opportunity to start three seven footers, which is crazy. If it wasn't for him, you know, being athletic and agile and versatile, they wouldn't be able to roll roll him. Who he's a power forward center. They roll him out with a center and a power forward
0: yeah all right most improved I think this is where maybe you could have put Jalen Brunson Tyler I'm going with Jordan Poole actually of the Warriors
1: yeah I mean Brunson just I mean he's had decent stats so there's not like this huge spike yeah. in stats it's more of his his contribution minutes you know efficiency stuff per, I think I think ratings. Brunson's
0: impact more
1: yeah yeah but uh, um for me I I gotta go with with DeJounte uh, just, okay just hey. step stepping up with with kind of the team being down, he's he's made leaps and bounds in, in every statistical category. He's leading the team in points, assists, and steals. He's leading the NBA in steals. Uh, he, he's averaging 19-9 and nine with two steals a game. So he he's kind of taken on the mantle of, of the go-to guy in San Antonio, and I think he's taken a big step uh, in the right direction. I'm not really buying into the John Morant stuff. I think John Morant's going to end up winning it. But I did like Draymond's I, I comment. Just, I think John Morant
0: might thought, be too young for a Most Improved, though. Kind of like the Joe Burrow comeback of nah, the year type nah, situation.
1: Nah, I don't know. You know, Giannis won it real young. Yeah, people win it young. I, I, I just think people buy into like the statistical jump. Didn't Luca win it a little too much? I think so because he went to, from being like an average player to an MV or like an All Star to an MVP. But I like Draymond's kind of you know jaw's more of an mvp candidate no uh,
0: Luca didn't win it than
1: a most improved player i mean he was already a high caliber player he didn't move his needle the most
0: yeah no he, he but was people just of the but
1: year. you know when i when i looked it up what people are saying john Morant's what everybody's saying interesting but it's kind of like i mean it's kind of like we saw what was we saw this coming yeah he's a number it's, two overall draft well, pick well and it's like he he was productive last year too there's it's not like he went from being a 14 points per game guy to a 24 points per game guy yeah he went from being 20 to 25
0: yeah the, i mean the reason i'm saying it's jordan Poole is he's going from 12 points a game to 16.9 but really it's he went from 51 games played last year and starting seven games to he's played in 38 this year and he started 31 of those so it's like they elevated his role with some expectations and he's lived up to that to where it's yeah. like he's now making a big impact on that team, especially before Clay got back, yeah. to where he was really helping keep them afloat without Clay.
1: That's the only thing I think it's gonna, you know, that's gonna be the argument against him is that his role was just pumped up. Yeah, so, so I guess opportunity. So statistics, you know, his statistics raised with his opportunity, whereas like a guy like, you know, for, like, for me and DeJounte, he's playing the same amount of minutes he played last year. He's yeah just, he's he's just like risen his game up and uh even like john Morant, you know yeah. like even if you want to argue it that way it's like the same the thing dudes, with tyler hero and the Sixth dude's, man of the year the dude's playing the same amount of minutes he's the same guy same role and he, and he elevated his play
0: yeah all right coach of the year who you got
1: billy donovan
0: yeah 100 percent has to be
1: yeah all uh, right whoever's coaching the calves <laughs> i don't even know honestly off the top of my head i think it's bickerstaff um he's done a great job, role, you know. Yeah, JB Bickerstaff. Be, being confident in in your team and your idea to kind of change it up and and put your best players out there. That's that's been great to watch. But yeah, Billy Donovan for sure.
0: Yeah. No, I mean I th- I think a Billy Donovan or JB Bickerstaff are, are two valid yeah, arguments.
1: Mean, Chicago wasn't a playoff team last year. Yeah. That
0: shit neither was Cleveland. Cleveland hasn't made the playoff since LeBron left.
1: No, but Chicago is in the number one spot.
0: Yeah. All right, let's move on uh, to the next uh, topic in three in the key. Um, Paul George for the Clippers has a torn UCL in his elbow. The Clippers, they're going to monitor it over the next few weeks uh, before deciding what to do. Paul George hasn't played since scoring 17 points in a win against the Sacramento Kings on December 22nd he initially suffered his sprained elbow against the Portland Trail Blazers on December 6th they rested him and rehabbed him for two weeks uh, he missed five games he felt better they let him return to play in two games but then he started to feel some more pain in his elbow he undergoes an MRI and then on Christmas the Clippers reveal he has a torn UCL in his shooting elbow the initial timetable george would need to uh to see how the elbow healed was 3 to 4 weeks uh before being reevaluated so uh his season i think is kind of uh, in jeopardy right now the the clippers uh they're 17 and 15 when paul george has played um but without their star guard the clippers are uh, 5 and 9 uh, they just lost last night to the the denver nuggets um with Kawhi's still out rehabbing his acl injury do you think the the clippers should just shut paul george down for the year if he's got a torn ligament in his shooting elbow
1: yeah it's been weird that the the clippers have stayed so competitive even without Kawhi.
0: I, and credit to them man. yeah yeah
1: no 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 they are but it's almost at this point now where man you you need to start trading those if there's anyone on your team that's got an expiring contract that's attractive um you know, shut PG down. You should be building for next year and trying to get Kawhi and Paul George to buy into this thing next year.
0: The problem is, though, Tyler, they don't have a first-round pick to trade until twenty twenty-seven.
1: No, and, and that's fine. I But I'm just saying, like, sell sell your guys for nothing. If no, you, no, if you I need know, to.
0: I know. But I mean, realistically, you want to try and get something back, and we'll you-
1: get picks back. You yeah know.
0: but to get to get something of value back you have to give up something of value and yeah. realistically the only thing they really have of value is that for like that well i think that i think pick any, in any,
1: any of their role players that are playing decently right now they should they should get rid of and get it to a contender you know
0: yeah i'm up if serge wants to
1: go play somewhere if reggie jackson wants to go play somewhere it, it you know if if batu wants to go play somewhere Any of these guys that are playing really well or they're playing well, because obviously they've got guys playing well to keep winning these games. They're they're in the playoff scenario. Yeah. Uh, Get get rid of them and try to find the pieces that are going to work with Paul George and Kawhi next year.
0: Yeah, it's just it's been it's been a tough, tough year for them. I, I think they weren't expecting much out of the year. With Kawhi being out with the ACL injury and it having to be the Paul George show, but Paul George had played so well without Kawhi in the playoffs that he kind of continued that into the Paul regular George season. George got him to year. their
1: first ever Western Conference final.
0: Yeah, straight up. So, I mean, it's it's just a. It should be hanging his
1: fucking jersey in the rafters.
0: <laughs> give him a, a, a statue before give, Chris Paul.
1: Give playoff P a statue, man. What the hell? <laughs>
0: um but no it's just it's crazy that the the clippers would let him go back out there on the sprain shooting elbow in the first place just because it's like why would you let him do more damage to it i know i know he said he was feeling better and all that but it's like just kind of look at where you're at right now well he was
1: like, feeling better and they were winning i mean fuck you're gonna take a playoff run if you can
0: yeah i don't know it's t- it's we just...
1: we see them as not a threat but obviously they can't think that way no they can't think and that they way. keep winning so it's like why the fuck would they think that way
0: i mean they're in the ninth spot so they're technically in the playing game
1: still they're 22 and 24 they're in, they're in the mix
0: they're a half game behind the lakers yeah
1: yeah that's what i mean they're in the mix i don't know how but they are
0: yeah but i just i think it would be best if they just shut paul george down and and kind no, of No, i
1: think so too because they're not a real threat this year and I mean, but at the same time, it's like you know the Seahawks,
0: yeah, they got nothing to tank for. that yeah, there's
1: nothing to tank for. It's get, a tough you know, predicament, yeah, yeah. it's like if you've if you've got pieces that you want to be with Paul Jordan's quiet get them out there, get them progressing, get them reps. But if you don't, get rid of them and you know and and take like get rid of this year. work on use this year to get ready for next year, yeah.
0: well, and that that kind of leads into to the final topic of of three and the key which is with the trade deadline approaching here uh, in a little under a month, the trade deadline is February 10th. It's currently
1: <clears throat>
0: it's currently January 20th at 8.54 p.m. So, I mean, we're, we're a little under a month away from, from the trade deadline, but I figured it might be a good time to kind of start figuring out which teams are going to be buyers and sellers at the, at the trade deadline. So I, I had five teams – listed out that i kind of wanted to talk about if if we think they should be buyers or sellers and, and the obviously the clippers are, are one and we think they they should be sellers right now um given their current situation the next team I, I wanted to talk about is the atlanta hawks they're they're 19 and 25 uh let me check and see if they played tonight just to make sure i got the right record yeah no they're 19 and 25 still didn't play tonight uh, they're three and a half games out of the play in scenario. Um yeah, three and a half games out of the play in scenario. And I mean, they already traded Cam Reddish to the Knicks. We talked about them uh in the football episode, kind of comparing them to I believe The Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals, to where they, they kind of outplayed their hand last year and kind of overachieved making it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year to where This team had Eastern Conference Finals aspirations this year, and maybe not necessarily championship aspirations, but they knew they they could.
1: They need to be be in that mode. They need to be winning playoff series,
0: right? They they knew they could be contenders this year, and it just has not gone that way. So I just, I personally think the team needs to sell the pieces around Trey Young and John Collins and kind of just start over. You might have to trade John Collins realistically to try and get something of value back in return to pair up next to Trey Young maybe if you kind of want to accelerate the rebuild a little bit but I just I don't know if uh, no I
1: mean this is a similar spot they were in last year they fired their coach that yeah. hired Nate McMillan they went on a run um so this team this team is hard for me because I do see the potential and I I love all those young pieces I mean I think that you know DeAndre Hunter and, and John Collins and Carter and Hearder and all, the, all those kids are—I are, was surprised they traded Cam. Um, they're, they're. I all, think
0: that was New York may, pushing to make a move more than Atlanta. Yeah, yeah.
1: They're all just—they're uh, all, I mean, good players, and, and they've got a good, solid core. And it just—it doesn't really make sense why they're not winning games. Trey's playing unreal. I yeah. I mean, Trey's playing
0: great. But that's kind of why I think they need to shake something up with maybe trading yeah, one of these yeah. young pieces. Yeah, yeah, and I was going
1: to say, if anything, you know, I—, I I get where that like this team is is a good sell team because it's like John Collins is valuable. You could probably get something really good. Well, and they Clint chose Capella's, Clint Capella. Would be easy to move. And uh, they
0: chose DeAndre Hunter over Cam Reddish, so they already made that decision.
1: Yeah, but and like you know he's probably still on the table too. If, he if, might be. If, yeah, if, if Cam was so. Uh, it's weird because i i would like to just see them write it out and gut it out but that's putting a lot of trust into this team that yeah. they're going to make another run it's a
0: young team so um
1: yeah that's why it's like it's tough to want to break that up yeah um but they aren't they aren't performing and and a, after a certain point you do have to make a move and you know the the capellas and, J- and john collins of the world are valuable right now you could probably get something good
0: yeah maybe even a high draft pick potentially a first round draft pick from a team that that is below you in the in the standings yeah um who knows um all right the next team the nuggets tyler they are 23 and 20 they are currently sixth in the west 11 games out of first the denver nuggets have already made a deal before the trade deadline it was kind of a nice little appetizer before the the trade deadline it was a it was a three-team deal they sent um, PJ Dozier and Bowble to the Celtics. They got Bryn Forbes from the San Antonio Spurs and then uh, the Spurs are getting Boston's forward Wancho uh, Hernan Gomez and Denver's 2028 second round pick. So that was the three team deal that uh, the Denver Nuggets just participated in. And I think honestly the the highlight of that deal is the Denver Nuggets getting Bryn Forbes. Because Brent Forbes is shooting almost forty-two percent from three this year.
1: No, uh, he's a shooter. Um, he he had a good run last year too. Yeah, he uh, he was he was a good gift for them, and I think that they should be buyers. Uh, yeah. just to kind of cover cover jamal murray's absence they're hoping he can maybe come back it's not sure just because i think that the, you know when you have someone like Jokic, you should try to get every single season out of this guys you can't 100 agree have to, you have to stay competitive you can't let jamal murray's they injury, lost michael porter jr for the year you can't let that like a, a murray injury take away your season when you've got a talent like that so you know they've got a good good it, it, michael porter was a tough loss for them it's good they have Aaron Gordon still, a, you know, a dynamic forward, and just to get as much good guard play as they can, uh I think they need to be buyers.
0: Yeah, I I definitely agree. I think they need to be buyers as well. They already kind of have been making this Bryn Forbes move, um but I just I don't think that they're done making moves.
1: No, and they should. They they definitely need to be like the opposite of the Clippers, where it's like one of our stars is out, should we just shut it down? No, you got Jokic. He could he can dominate alone.
0: Yeah. All right, the next team I want to talk about is the Cavs. We've kind of already talked about them tonight, talking about Evan Mobley. They're twenty
1: seven and nineteen. Um see, I would stay away from this roster. I would I would I would not fucking touch it. Tyler, we we've been on the
0: same page this entire time. We did not predetermine this yeah, at all. We yeah. didn't talk about this at nah, all. No, nah,
1: no, don't fuck with success. They're they've got a great thing going right now. They're sixth in the East right now, only two and a half games
0: out of first place in the East. So it's like that that race in the East is really tight, just like the West is. They already did make a trade for Rajon Rondo when Ricky Rubio went down, and I think that was a great pickup to yeah. get a veteran like no, they, Rondo into the locker room.
1: And they took two hits at point guard, really. I mean, Sexton's still out, so right, like exactly. They did need one more guard, and that and that was a good pickup.
0: But Darius Garland has stepped up so well in Colin Sexton's absence that really making the move for Rondo was the only move that they really needed to make since Garland had been playing so well. And then Mobley's been incredible this year. I agree. I think this team just needs to stand pat and keep developing the no, way they, they have. They been. kind
1: of bought what they are. They already bought what they mm-hmm. needed to. Like like you said, that you know the Rubio Rondos. Um, they brought in Lori Markin. And they drafted Evan Mobley. They've done what they needed to. Do. Don't don't touch it.
0: Yeah, and I mean they still got uh, Jetty Osman, Kevin Love,
1: and then Jared Allen is is in the mix as most improved player. He's been a great he, pickup for even them, even though he's kind of been this town i think for a while they've got, they've got a great team i i, I wouldn't buy or sell. I would i would rock these guys
0: yeah i agree all right the next team tyler the portland trailblazers they are eight,
1: always, always a tough one
0: yeah they are 18 and 26 they are currently in the last spot in the playing scenario in the west they're 16 and a half games out of first place Damian Lillard is out indefinitely after having surgery on an abdominal injury. He hasn't played since the New Year's Eve game against the Lakers, where the Blazers lost by 33. I think the Blazers just need to be sellers. I don't think ultimately that they will be sellers. I think they just go into the offseason with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum still on the team, and we will just have the same conversation in the offseason. But I just think they need to blow it up now and just try and get as much as they can out of what they can or what they can give away and get back as much as they can.
1: Yeah, I would, you know, it's similar to the Jokic uh idea. I would just sell everything but Lillard and try to give just try to kind of try to do the same thing but differently, you know, like you you have a player that nobody else has and essentially you can't get value for. You can't get equal value for. Right. Um, you know, maybe it's time to shop CJ Nurkic roco roco yeah all the you know
0: if robert covington gets bought out by the blazers i hope the lakers fucking cut deandre jordan and sign robert covington that would be awesome
1: that's not the answer
0: i mean there's we'll talk about the lakers and then they're their answers later but but... yeah i
1: think you know i think portland i would sell i would be a seller um outside of lillard
0: yeah i I agree if
1: lillard really wants to be there which it sounds you know he 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 says he does
0: and he's doing himself a disservice
1: he kind of you know he's a legend he's gonna <laughs> be a legend i know i know, I know. you know you, you don't he does he he hasn't dipped out on them when it's gotten hard he's no. he's wrote it out when they were you know top dog he hasn't and ran from
0: the grind as he says yeah
1: so um i not knowing that i would sell everything but him
0: yeah all right last team tyler the hated boston celtics they are 23 and 23. Um, yeah, 23 and 23, even 500. They're ninth in the East. They're in the playing scenario. I'm just, I'm not sure what they should do. I just, I feel like this team is very clearly underachieving for for yeah. what they are. Yeah, And the only move that they could make to really benefit them is to break up the Jays and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown.
1: See, I think, you know, similar to van gundy and new orleans like i really like van gundy and i really like new orleans but it just didn't work i thought i thought Udoka was going to be a good fit and and maybe maybe he is like maybe we're judging this we're 46 games in yeah um yeah i mean but, we're talking but trade but it scenarios. seems like this is it seems like this team has got enough talent to win to win a lot of ball games i do think that they should be buyers and it should be guys like miles turner and clint capella i I think that they're just they tried to take they tried to get al horford back but it's like it's (laughs) it's two years too late three years too late yeah um they need a center Schroeder hasn't worked out as well either robert williams has been great he's a great center but he can't be your only center Um, he can play with the center as well he's um grant williams is great he's been a great role player for them they have they have some good like complementary pieces to the big three the big two whatever you know well
0: they could probably get some value from Marcus Smart or something
1: yeah but it's like you know I like Marcus Smart I like Jalen Brown I like Jason Tatum I mean most basketball teams would be happy to have these guys it's like you throw a Miles Turner in that lineup you throw a Clint Capella in that lineup no, it's scary it could it it seems like a lot it's it seems like a center could go a long ways and maybe maybe Robert Williams is the guy you have to move yeah. who's a really good Who's a really good basketball player? He's a he's in a phenomenal defensive basketball player. So you know if you can get if you can like upgrade a good basketball to a great basketball player at the right position, maybe you pop off.
0: Yeah, and I I don't know if we ever talked about it on the show. We might have,
1: but I wouldn't sell Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum no way.
0: Right, exactly. I if I'm the Celtics, I wouldn't either. But I feel like those like moving one of those guys is gonna be like gonna get you the most value back in a trade. Obviously. I think you could maybe move like a Robert Williams and a Marcus Martin, one of their billion draft picks that they have stockpiled that Danny Ainge never traded away. I feel like you could probably trade that to Indiana for a Miles Turner or uh, uh, Atlanta for a Clint Capella. Now Miles Turner is dealing with a stress reaction in his foot, so he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, and, I mean, an injured yeah, foot on yeah, the center I, is know, never you know, good. Just, but, yeah, I'm just throwing you – know, no, there's but, like
1: there's a Hassan Whitesides out there.
0: But – Miles Turner has been talked about all year as a trade target for teams because the Pacers said early on that yeah, they were yeah, going to no, be sellers. He's,
1: he's going to get moved.
0: Well, because of the injury, I'm not sure yeah. he gets moved. He might Nurt go Hitch, into the off season. We just talked about Nurkic would be a hell of a match pickup up some for of these buyers for and
1: sellers. You know, I think I think that like yeah, Boston is a buyer in the right scenario. Like yeah. it, it, the right player could pop them off. I
0: just think for them and to I be, I think it's a center. Yeah, I just think for them to be underachieving the way that they are, a move needs to be made. And I, I, I mean, it, it also might just be the coach wasn't the right fit. And but
1: yeah, yeah, I th- I do think coaching is is a possibility. It seems like there's a guy out there walking around that could get this team to win a bunch of fucking basketball games. But also, that's you know, that's discrediting the rest of the league. You, you, it's early. They may they may go they may go well. It may go bad and i'm right you know um we'll just have to see yeah if i'm the celtics i'm i'm buying a center
0: yeah all right so uh that just about does it no i'm just i'm just playing i'm Mm. trying to prolong talking about the lakers even longer
1: we're going home and we're playing Fortnite.
0: (laughs) um but all right um that that does it for three in the key let's uh let's now move on to the lake show lowdown to talk about the lakers tyler we were in attendance last night let's first talk about that experience and then we can talk about um uh what happened on the court uh we we made a whole day of it we we got down to to staple center early enough to to get some yard house happy hour stuffed up on some great food and drinks hey, shout
1: out yard house though they did us they did us right we were we were <laughs> we almost left I should have left a five star review. I left a review on their little tablet thing, but
0: okay. So the company will at
1: least see Yeah, it. they dominate, man. We got in there, sat. We got in. We got in a couple rounds. We got a happy order in like twenty three minutes. Yeah, we ordered our second round, and we already had our food.
0: Yeah, and it's like Ty- Tyler and I met working in the restaurant industry, so it's like when we go out to eat, one we kind of like know what to expect, and and two it's just like when we see good service and, and yeah, people that it. That, yeah. that take care of their their clientele. It's just like that that really goes the extra mile with the the customer, I feel like
1: it does. No nah, they, they that was uh, that was dope. I mean, we were in there at the perfect time in and out before a Lakers game that's uh shout out to those guys. And the food was bomb. Yeah, the food food was incredible unreal and- happy hour menu <laughs>
0: unreal we got a queso dip a pizza and wings and two rounds of drinks and i think we spent under 50 bucks yeah crazy. it was incredible crazy. um but then we get into um staple center yeah the the crypt um and we got in there early enough to see some pregame warmups. warm-ups we got to see dwight howard uh wayne ellington uh, Kent Baysmore, Austin Reeves getting some pregame work in. Uh, that was, that was pretty cool. Did a nice little lap around, uh, Staples center to, to kind of get the whole vibe of the, the arena again. It was my first Laker game since the home opener of the 2019, 2020 season. Uh, former TSK show host Jacob Gonzalez and I went to that game together. Um, and then you, you were actually just there for a Clipper game a few weeks yeah. ago that we just yep. talked about. Yep. Um, but no, it was it was great. We sat in section 218, right behind the basket, had a great view of the court.
1: Yeah, very 2K vibes.
0: Yeah, and and I honestly love that uh, view of the court. You you really get to see the game from a really cool perspective. I think.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's a it's essentially a POV perspective because when you're playing basketball, the defense is in front of you. The, right. Like, there's a bat. You know, like the angle in which you're staring at the basket is how you play basketball you're facing the basket
0: yeah it's it's really cool um but obviously it was heartbreaking with the way that the lakers lost
1: yeah it was it was kind of like a it was kind of like a uh not 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 like uh honest i'm trying to think of the right word there wasn't a ton going on in the half at half. It was just kind of like a mundane game. There was no like standout stud. There was no one getting off really. The leading score for the Pacers was eight points, but the Lakers had, you know, maybe, maybe a 10, 12 point lead at half. It just seemed no, like, no, it, it was
0: a six point lead at half.
1: It just seemed like the Lakers were taking care of but the Pacers hadn't let it all. Right. It just felt like the Lakers were in control that entire first half, but it wasn't, it definitely wasn't any performance where you're like, we're good. Right. You know, it was kind of just a, uh, you know by the book first second quarter um and even third quarter really the third quarter got kind of rocky we, we had some fun, there was a, there was some fun highlights in there yeah um but it was it was essentially just kind of trading baskets basketball yeah the lead didn't fluctuate too much but the lakers had it that whole time
0: yeah so i mean the lakers they they ended up losing to the pacers 111 to 104 um it was arguably one of the worst losses of the season and I mean afterwards on Twitter it, it basically broke me uh, I've I've been having to play defense on Twitter all day today but it's just been it's been not good on Lakers Twitter the past 24 hours I mean and like you were saying Tyler this loss was so bad I feel like because it felt like the Lakers were in control for most of that game they had a 15 point lead in the first half but they were only up four heading into the fourth quarter. And then Karis Levert catches fire. He scores eight straight points to open the fourth. And, quietly, yeah, quietly. But he ends up having twenty-two of his thirty points yeah, in yeah. the fourth quarter. No,
1: it, it was a, it was like a quiet game, and then it was all, all of a sudden eight minutes left in the fourth. You're like, holy shit! Like, yeah, they're like, he's just doing it right now.
0: Yeah, uh, Karis Levert broke Reggie Miller's Pacers record for most points in the fourth quarter last night. Reggie had twenty-one, and and Karis broke it with twenty-two. DeMontis Sabonis had a 20 12 and 10 triple double. It was the Pacers' first road win since like Thanksgiving. This Pacers team opponent, has not been the good. The opponent this year.
1: is kind of the most disappointing part of the story,
0: right? And so that that I think was was the most frustrating. I mentioned Miles Turner didn't play. He has the stress reaction in his in his foot, so he was out. Um, so I mean, after the 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 Lakers win over the Jazz, it was just such a letdown for them to lose that way but obviously getting to see three of the top 75 NBA players in the history of the game and Dwight Howard was was awesome to see even in a loss
1: no I mean the best that was the best part I mean we got to see Braun got to see Carmelo got to see Dwight Russ I mean those are iconic basketball players of our generation
0: yeah I don't think I've ever seen Carmelo Anthony play basketball in real life
1: before and Carmelo Anthony is 100% the most popular player in los angeles yeah it's not it's i didn't i i didn't realize that until last night but tell that whole crowd wants mellow i mean it's 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 so cool to see i love it because i love Mello. you know i've been watching these dudes since they were kids yeah uh they're they're are they are they are like my guys you know the these are this is like yeah it's our generation yeah these are our guys right here um and they're still doing it all these years later in lakers uniforms it, it was really surreal and dope and it was awesome how the crowd just was feeding off of Melo. they i mean every single person every time he lets the ball fly kind of gets almost halfway out of their seat yeah they're ready it was to go crazy it, it's 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 uh it's pretty awesome He he's just such a likable dude he's a champ yeah hopefully he will be one day nah, he's a champ Melo's a champ
0: but yeah i mean lebron had 30 and 12 uh he had a couple nice alley-oops to where in year 19 i have no idea how he got avery, up there to finish
1: got to see avery bradley play for the first time as a pro and i shared a high school court with him so that was dope
0: yeah that's awesome
1: um that that was a cool experience lance got on the court he
0: honestly no we uh, got
1: his story got lost in the shuffle with us we actually haven't talked about this but He's like the one part of the game we were excited for that didn't happen. Everything right. else, kind of like
0: everything else. Like
1: Melo wasn't going to play. He got to play. That was dope. That was unexpected. Yeah, um, we got to see LeBron damn near hit his head on the rim.
0: He secured his ten thousandth rebound. He became the first player in NBA history to have thirty thousand points, ten thousand rebounds, and nine thousand assists.
1: Yep. Uh, so there, there was a lot of things. But the Dwight Lance-
0: moved into tenth in rebounding is uh, on the rebounding list as well.
1: The la- the the Lance thing was kind of the one thing that went under the radar. Yeah, and
0: I mean, I don't even think he ended up playing that much.
1: No, no, that's what I mean. Like we were excited to see Lance. He got in. Kinda, he missed
0: one shot, and I don't think he took the took another shot.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't have the box score, but I bet he played five minutes. I'll bring it up right now. Um, so that was uh, but it it was cool, man. I mean, Lakers. Uh, I was texting uh Woody, our our boy Woody. Um, shout out Woody Pond Music. Check it out, Spotify, yes. Apple um but i was texting i was like man fucking gangster rapping the lakers is a vibe like you're <laughs> you're you got dr dre and and kendrick and nipsey and game music playing and and the lakers are here and the laker girls are here and <laughs> and, and, and you know kareem sitting at the game it's it's dope man it's a fun vibe it's definitely a, a blessing to be able to go and experience. i i i assume it's similar to lambeau field yeah in december and and yankee stadium in the summertime you know yeah. like it really is like that
0: yeah lance stevenson played six minutes and damn old, i
1: said five minutes. i know and the only shot he took uh yeah, he was did miss. One.
0: Yeah. yeah um but yeah i mean dwight was was cool to see i i got to see him in the 1920 season uh as a laker and then obviously his first stint as a laker yep. um but i mean i just honestly was so disappointed and flabbergasted at the fact that they lost the game to the Pacers. I said before they just beat the jazz on Monday night and everybody was regarding that as the best win of the season. They held the number one overall offense in the league to to 95 points. Russell Westbrook had a monster poster dunk on Rudy Gobert that every Lakers fan I think has been waiting for since the trade was made official. And then they play the Pacers and and went away from everything that they did in the jazz game. And did the complete opposite no, against that's, the Pacers. That's
1: honestly a very that's that's a that's an alarming indicator of of what you don't want to be. You don't want to be playing to your opponent. Well, and, uh, the- and you definitely don't want to change up what the fuck you're doing. You're the Lakers. The Pacers change their shit. You know, um that's not you know you don't want to be beating really good teams and losing to bad teams. You, that's not what you want.
0: There was a stretch in the Jazz game for like 15 minutes that won the Lakers the game. Where they put out a lineup of LeBron James, Stanley Johnson, Malik Monk, Austin Reeves, and Talon Horton Tucker, that lineup didn't get a single second of playing time against the Pacers, and I mean it just it made no sense. What it's happened? It's tough though. In-
1: We've also talked about you know throughout this season if, if it's been tough for them to get minutes on the court together, it's a bunch of new guys. You know he I, you got to assume Vogel's trying a lot of different lineups to figure out what what's working the best yeah you want to see them if something works go back to it but at the same time that's not necessarily a lineup you think you're going to want to lean on no but i mean it It gives it gives you youth and energy i mean with thc austin reeves and malik monk those are your three youngest most energetic guys yeah but it's just like i'm stanley johnson it's like you said though tyler
0: losing to the bad teams the way they losing to a bad team like the pacers the way they did after winning yeah. against the jazz the way they did it's just it's it, so concerning well and, it shows
1: you i think there's it also kind of shows you that they don't know who they are there isn't this one thing that they go to that wins them basketball games
0: well and i think it it points to this the
1: f- team was built for anthony davis you know like the, the their two best players are both creators right now
0: right and i i think that is honestly what speaks to how many issues there are with this team when it comes to the roster construction the injuries the coaching problems and they're now just running out of time to put it all together
1: i definitely think they're they're you know i didn't think this before um the ann davis trade but now it's like they definitely need a center i mean stanley johnson and lebron can only I mean that's well AD's be.
0: gonna play center when he gets back.
1: Yeah, but that's I mean we you know I know I don't want to say it, so I won't I won't I won't call him what I want to call him. But you just never know when this dude's gonna come back.
0: He's supposed to come back on this road trip, hopefully.
1: Yeah, and once he's back, he's back. But how long is he back? You know, come on. Don't no, make me I know. Say it. Don't make me say it. I
0: know, I know.
1: So I they it does. I do think that there is some roster construction. I do think that. It has been tough for Vogel to find a rhythm, which, like, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt with that. Um, but also, you know, you can't necessarily just say he's, like, he gets the pass. I mean, he he right. also needs to be the guy that's, like, making the, like, I, all all great coaches make incredible adjustments. You know, we always hear people talking about adjustments. Well, that's the one thing he hasn't been doing this year. Half-time adjustments, mid-season adjustments, y- adjustments, you know, because when you know when to switch it up for the better or when you need to stay strong and not switch it up, yeah. it seems like he just hasn't been able to figure that out.
0: Right. And, I mean, listen, I have a lot to say about does Frank it, Vogel. Does it
1: mean that he's a bad coach or the wrong coach? I don't know. It is it's it is tough because there's a ton of factors. He He really hasn't gotten his team this full team and and when he kendrick when he does still yet a, to make his debut and he's a,
0: the only guy that got signed to a non-minimum deal this there, year there
1: are a ton there's just a ton of weird you know dynamic going on a ton of weird factors going on for vogel and coaching and guys coming in and out of the lineup but every coach is kind of dealing with that right now so that i don't know if that's necessarily an excuse or not
0: exactly and so i mean
1: but it's not i i don't think it's you can't if you're the lakers you can't panic i don't i don't see them like firing vogel and it getting better well on tuesday i don't see it i don't see them making an atlanta hawks type turnaround um just just because it's not it doesn't seem like that type of team where there's some sparks going to be lit by a coach being fired and they're just gonna you know they, they still need they're still you know old they still need some more shooting they still need a big guy like that doesn't really fix those problems
0: yeah and so on on tuesday still
1: and still hurt
0: yeah and and on tuesday the the day after the best win of the season reports come out that frank vogel has been basically coaching for his job on a game-to-game basis which to have a report come out after the best win of the season like that that tells you everything you need to know about how the season has gone and i mean i tweeted after the reports came out on tuesday uh that he was coaching for his job basically i said Has Vogel been a problem this season with his lineups and substitution patterns? Yes. All his fault? No. In my opinion, will much change if the Lakers get rid of Frank Vogel given the current roster construction? No. Should the Lakers make a move at coach if they even have a small thought to? Yes. No reason to string someone along if you have the thoughts of entertaining other options in-house or elsewhere. But if the Lakers do fire Frank Vogel, I'm just not sure who the best person to replace him is. That's why my biggest reason why I don't want Frank fired is because I don't see a better replacement out there not currently employed by another team. But if the Lakers are even thinking about getting rid of him, they have to because it's going to hold the team back in ways it's already not.
1: Yeah, but you know, a win streak changes everything. You know, like you could be thinking about getting rid of him.
0: But and, and, we were talking and, and about him, this to we off
1: were... and and you made the right decision with sticking with them even though There was a time where you're like we're gonna move on from this guy but then it's like uh, all of a sudden it's like all right wins change people's minds but we
0: were talking about after the jazz game how they have the pacers and the magic coming up next and it's like that's a chance to to get put together a three-game win streak no
1: that i mean that was a bad loss to the pacers it it was incredible it happened like it happened like that it was just like all of a sudden the tides turn you felt it indiana couldn't miss Lakers couldn't stop anything. They were they were on and off on offense and then all of a sudden the game was gone.
0: I've just I've I've defended Frank Vogel for so long this season. It's just I feel like he's he's gotten to the point where he's done so many things to where he's hurting himself in LeBron, the process. LeBron
1: probably wants him around. If LeBron didn't want him around, he'd been fired already. Probably.
0: But I mean, just just for instance, just a couple of the examples of things to where I think he's hurting himself, it's like Last night, he takes out Austin Reeves, and he puts in Avery Bradley, and Karis LeVert goes off for 22 of his 30 in the fourth. While Bradley had been playing well enough to warrant his contract getting guaranteed, Reeves was completely outplaying him last night specifically. And, I mean, Reeves took like three charges last night on defense. He was was all over the place. His activity on defense was incredible. And then, I mean, he played mellow. 30 minutes last night after he just missed the previous three games with a sore back, and it's like we could see in the second half, Melo did not have his legs under him. He was missing all of those shots. And Frank was also playing Mello at the five, and it's like Melo can't play the five. He doesn't move on defense like he used to anymore, and he's just not as big as Sabonis, so he can't really guard him.
1: No, no. I mean, th- those lineups are cool and with then the, like – concept but if it don't work it don't work there's only certain teams that you're going to be able to throw out those lineups you can't throw out that lineup against Sabonis.
0: but let's also not forget starting deandre jordan for 18 games this year and starting each game at a
1: disadvantage and then i mean yeah yeah but that i mean that's tough that's a tough call you need no it's not tyler you you need a center you need a center We, we we had dwight Dwight was a nice role coming off the bench. You didn't know that DeAndre's production was going to be but so But once bad. you saw
0: it after a, a pretty good sample size, you yeah. you didn't I mean, really need to, to no, start him anymore.
1: No, but 18 is not the worst sample size ever. But the sample and they, size was big they enough also before dealing 18, with, 18 games. also dealing with injuries and, and people sitting out in COVID and whatnot. I know. I know. You need bodies. He. Did, I did, no, he he fell off a cliff production-wise. I definitely understand that. He
0: he was dealt a bad but hand. I they, get that. But you
1: need, you need Ant at the four. Um, you know, it would be dope if Ant played the five. I hope he does when he comes back, and I think the roster forces him to. But we've laid it out a bunch of times. It's nice when you have a DeAndre. If DeAndre is semi-productive. DeAndre needs to be cut, and he should and have been cut a month ago. If, if you have any sort of like semi-production at center with someone in Dwight, and and Ant can play twenty five minutes of power forward a game, that's a luxury to have. So you want to But the Lakers be able to ha- make that fit. It the just Lakers didn't, have this commitment to work.
0: The Lakers have this commitment to small ball now to where it's like, all right, when A D comes back, he'll play the five and LeBron and Stanley Johnson will be the backups, I guess, and you'll you'll have to use LeBron well, at the like, five. You would like as,
1: Dwight to be the backup. I mean But you, Dwight can only play ten minutes a game. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but he's in the mix. You know, I don't it's not like Stanley Johnson's gonna play, you know. Stanley Johnson will play about the same minutes as Dwight.
0: No, but allowing them to be
1: allowing Stanley Johnson and, and Stanley Johnson should not be getting those minutes anyways. Like he's but a he, good piece. He was the
0: MVP of the Jazz game, Tyler. No,
1: he's a good piece, and it's been a great story. It's it's dope that he's like kind of re energized his career, and he might have actually found a spot in the rotation in the playoffs if Ant is healthy, but it's not a great sign for the lakers if stanley johnson is your back five no but you're not asking him to be a five on offense you're
0: letting ad no, no, be the, I, the rover defensive player of the year type player that he is on defense while stanley johnson guards the other team's five. no
1: no i know i know what you mean he he could definitely play with Ann davis um that that's not what i mean i just mean it's like fuck. i would hope that there's something better in the rotation than than stanley johnson playing 15 minutes a game
0: yeah i mean listen it's really
1: ant davis comes in there's a ton of these problems are solved
0: i keep going back to the fact that the lakers won six out of eight games before anthony davis got hurt him lebron and russell westbrook were finally starting to figure it out and gel together russell westbrook has been missing his main pick and roll partner since ad has been out that's i think one of the main reasons why russell's been struggling as well it's there's so many different things wrong with this team that it's just so frustrating because the expectations were so high
1: no it's it's i mean it's like any sort of offense not even just offense i guess any sort of team that's built around you know one guy so then everybody else's skill sets are honed in when that one guy's taken away then all of a sudden you're a shooter that can't get open you're a ball handler with no shooters open like aunt davis create like allows you to have all these weapons work yeah Uh, and they don't have it so it's easier to stop i mean ant Ant solves all their problems ant
0: definitely solves a lot of problems um going back to frank vogel though real quick i think obviously he's been a dealt a very bad hand i don't think the front office should be exempt from criticism that the roster construction of this team was questionable at best and obviously this is now looking hindsight is always 2020 and i was very High on the the roster construction yeah. of this team because I thought it was going to work initially, but clearly it hasn't. And so, it, it criticism does need to be put no no the, I the think front they office. had a
1: great offseason. They added a lot of good basketball. I mean Malik Monk Malik Monk was a good was a good hit. He's
0: completely outperformed his contract.
1: Yeah yeah um it, Kendrick Dunn hasn't been able to play. mellow has been Melo's been good. It was nice to bring Dwight back um they met they they missed on they missed on rondo you know just kind of just didn't work Avery Bradley's uh, and then, been hit and or miss. Guy, guys like stanley johnson and austin reeves came out of nowhere yeah and so i mean i mean they would have never gotten chances if it wasn't for covid
0: yeah realistically um but i mean even after all the talk that we've had tonight about frank vogel and and all the talk that's been happening outside of just the show here with
1: i hope they don't fire him I mean Chris I really Haynes don't. Chris
0: Haynes came out last night after after the, the Pacers lost and said that for now Frank Vogel's job is safe. He he's on the flight to Orlando. Um I just I have no idea what to expect with this team night in and night out. Like anymore. I would hate or, to
1: see A D come back, they fire Vogel and then just pop off because that would just be so unfair. And it goes but it goes back to what
0: I was saying. I just I don't know if there's a better replacement out there. I don't trust no, David Fisdale.
1: No, I don't think there's a better replacement because he's been there what you need it like if they're gonna do it it's not gonna be like switching everybody up it's gonna be like this group of people band together and get it done and also this group of people that bands together is out there together
0: yeah definitely
1: um it's a frustrating time for the lakers but it's also not been like an ideal situation you know so many of these good basketball teams are the healthy basketball teams or you know they're missing the healthiest they're missing their best their 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 most important player yeah not, not necessarily their best player i would still say lebron's their best player but no they're missing and, their
0: second best player
1: and and that doesn't even do it justice though you know because it's like it's ant davis right you know, the whole team is based around him lebron's just able to play with that
0: right and listen i mean when ad went down i said they needed to try and stick around to 500 mark to stay afloat in this competitive western conference this year and so far they kind of have been they're they're 22 and 23 they're one game under but they're still in the playing scenario
1: they're in the eight seed well and it's been there's been bad losses too very bad losses that's that are like, going to come back to haunt them realistically and that's where that's where that's where the coaching thing i think really stems from that's where people are really going to dig in their heels like for sure at, like look at this look at this you know, for sure and then you get this dominating win against the jazz it's like fucking russ is doing it lebron you know it's not well and vogel. russ didn't
0: even have that great of a game against the jazz but, but, it's, the not, team but itself... it's not but it's
1: yeah the team does well it's not vogel the team does bad it is vogel
0: or it's russ or
1: it's russ which is unfair as well
0: completely and I i want to talk about that real quick before before we get out of here i know we're running kind of long um but frank vogel made a huge decision with like coming on the heels of that report of him coaching on a game-to-game basis basically and he ended up benching Russell Westbrook last night in the fourth quarter. He's played less than 30 minutes per thirty minutes in a game in the last four games, and the last three games are only the second time in his career he's played under 28 minutes. Uh, I believe he only played 26 minutes last night. He got benched with about three minutes and 52 seconds left in the fourth quarter. But the decision to bench Russell Westbrook didn't lead to a Laker victory. So it's like everybody's saying – that russ was the problem last night or or yeah, yeah. it's like no it's no. very
1: interesting all of a sudden yeah and, and vogel's coaching for his fucking job so he's like and after know, the game he was asked about he was it like maybe maybe he felt like that was the best way to do it and if you're coaching for your job you got to go with your gut well he said because it's nobody else's neck but yours
0: yeah he was asked after the game and he, like why or like what was the reasoning behind russell getting benched basically and he was like i'm playing the players that i felt gave us the best chance to win and, and, and he so, said and very matter of
1: fact. And so, some nights that's going to be the case. Obviously, Russell's going to be frustrated. He's a competitor.
0: Yeah. Um, and I mean, listen, Russ. He there were reports that before his teammates were even done showering, he was gone from the arena. I didn't even notice it in the game last night, but he apparently walked off the court with like eight seconds left and was just in the locker
1: room already. I didn't notice it. Yeah, I mean, he was standing for like the last two minutes.
0: Yeah, he. I mean, apparently DeAndre Jordan tried to like get him to come back, and he just kept going. I didn't. I. I didn't see it. We were paying attention to what was happening on the court. And
1: yeah, it's tough because I'm. I'm a big believer in Russ, and and I think it's like this, the whole shooting thing. It's like he's a scorer, so it's like I do. I do get that. Yeah, his percentages are. Whatever they are, but he's taking contested jumpers. He's His,
0: he's contested at the rim every single yeah, time. Yeah, yeah.
1: When he's shooting, he's a scorer. Like when he shoots the ball, I expect like I expect him to be able to get it going. And so to like take him out at the end of the game, it, it's tough because on one hand, I I want to see Russell in at the end of the game. You need your your best players out there. But on the other hand, I do understand like if you got some hot hands, you have so many guys on the lake. Like you have to have LeBron out there.
0: That lineup I mentioned that won the jazz game did not have Russell Westbrook in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and there's gonna be it's it's a tough it's a tough job for Russell right now. He's he's in a he's in a rock and a hard place. Well Melo um, Mello, Mello he, talked
0: about that after the game. But too. he
1: also continues to be who he is, and that's what the Lakers want out of him.
0: See, I wanna get back to that point in a second. Mello mentioned how they as a team need to help Russell kind of get through this period or or whatever it is confidence in him right and Mello, i think is one of the perfect people to have in russell westbrook's corner for this because he went through the same exact thing yeah and i mean going back to what you were saying about the lakers wanting him to be himself i don't think that's the case right now i think ever since that nine turnover game he's had i think maybe six turnovers total since that game I think he's not playing the way he is used to playing, and he's trying to be something he's not, Which and is that's horrible. been more detrimental. Yeah, yeah, exactly, much,
1: much more. You you need these guys to be who they are. Um, him and LeBron are, are are a tough match because they're very similar in the way they play, but they're still outstanding basketball players. And I'm not someone that's like you just need a ball handler, a big, and three shooters. Like I don't think it's that simple. I think you need five hoopers. Yeah, and I mean, listen, he does things that aren't necessarily always gonna he you know he's in lanes he put you know he, he plays 100 miles an hour he creates things that sometimes wouldn't be there it's he brings positives to the game
0: i just i I've, I've noticed over the past few games and really since that nine turnover game russell's been playing off the ball a lot more and it's just like russell's not an off-ball player and you're not putting him in a position to succeed by playing him in a position to where he's not yeah. used to and so it's it's such a a hard balance that that Frank Vogel and, and Russell Westbrook have have had to kind of go through. I think this year as a, a head coach and a and a point guard, and really it's it's impacted the team, and I think other, everybody's been impacted by it. And and there are obviously other ancillary factors that we've talked about tonight as well. Um, but this benching of Russell Westbrook, I think, was such a a monumental moment in the season that I think a lot of people had been calling for previously because of the way russell had been playing and and all of the inconsistencies with his game this year um
1: but you got got what you wanted you know and it didn't work and it didn't work yeah no that's why that's why it's not so black and white like everybody always thinks like it's not just benching russell westbrook or putting him with the second unit that's not going to fix everything
0: right and i think i was listening to to the laker film room podcast uh before we we started recording and uh, i was at the end of the episode and, and darius soriano at forum blue and gold he he also runs the site forum blue and gold which is a great laker site that's been around for years i've been i've been following darius ever since i've been on twitter back when i was in high school um he brought up a, a great point at the end of the episode today where frank vogel during his tenure as the lakers head coach has been one of the best communicators with his players on the roles that they're going to have on this team talk like i going to to bench dwight in the playoffs against houston but having to bring him back against denver to to go up against jokic and and the communication that needed to happen yeah just one example and and so i think this benching of russell westbrook i think there's a lot of talk about it but nobody really knows what let the what man do happened. his job. He, nobody knows yeah. the conversations between yeah. Frank Vogel yeah. and Russell Westbrook today after the
1: fact. Yeah, yeah, On exactly. the plane to Orlando. Nah, he, he's managing athletes. He's managing personalities.
0: <laughs> exactly. And so, yes, obviously, Russell Westbrook was upset and left the arena early last night and didn't talk to the media. But it's is like,
1: that, is that the worst thing in the world? This dude's fucking competitive. You know what I mean? How many he, obviously times... you want Obviously, you want to, like, show this perfect sportsmanship all the time, but— don't you want russell to be pissed off would you be stoked if he was out there smiling dapping people up no
0: how many times have you gotten pissed off at work and wanted to just walk out
1: yeah exactly it's it's just not uh you know it's it's he's just a low-hanging fruit he's easy to hate on
0: yeah now all right last thing with the lakers real quick should the lakers be buyers or sellers at the deadline tht is probably their most valuable i think player they're always asset. buyers yeah Kendrick Nunn is the only non-minimum contract, not named LeBron, AD
1: or Westbrook. The Bronx. one time they were sellers, I don't think I still question it to this day. Just just selling all their young guys for AD. I know, they got a championship, Tyler. It know, was worth it. I know, but they could be rolling a three feet right Stop now. It. Maybe who knows?
0: Stop it. It was worth it.
1: It was a, it was a it was a dope team they had going on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think the Lakers are going to be buyers at the deadline. I,
1: they're I, always buyers. they got to always be buyers. They need a, they're need to. they in the same conversation with the Celtics as far as centers. Like, a center could be dope. Yeah. Um, just as they need wings, though, Tyler. They just as need as an, forwards. Just as an insurance um, policy, you know, with with Ant Davis. Um, and then shooting,
0: you know. I think some names to look out for for the Lakers. I mean, I don't want Jeremy Grant anymore. It but... just,
1: forwards just seem it just doesn't seem like they need wing that's defense gonna, though that's, tyler it's not gonna affect they need switch their, they need guys yeah. that can switch well, and play and I multiple do, positions. i do i do think like i had the attitude that trevor trevor was not like this big pickup that it seemed like it was it hasn't that, been yeah it's not
0: it has not worked out the way it's most not. people have wanted yeah yeah
1: stanley johnson's doing what trevor reza was supposed to be doing
0: yeah hundred. no that's that's exactly yeah that's exactly right yeah. um so yeah i mean i'll I'll be interested to see what what moves the lakers make i don't think the roster as currently constructed today will be the roster at the end of the season um that just has been the case for the lakers over the past few years
1: which causes causes some of these problems yeah but every now and then it gets you a chip
0: yeah so it's a frustrating time to to be a lakers fan um i just everybody has made the comparisons to that dreadful 2012-2013 season and I'm just hoping for the same post All-Star break uh, rebound,
1: which was also riddled with injuries and unfair, you know.
0: Yeah, so. it was. So all right, you, you that, got
1: it's not the it's not the 2003. No, definitely not the 2003-2004 you know, season. That, that team was healthy. That
0: team went to the finals.
1: <laughs> yeah, that team was. That team was ready. Did it? The Carl Malone, Gary Payton. They didn't lose to the. Did they. I'm
0: pretty sure. They the, lost to the Pistons. They lost to the Spurs, I thought. They lost to the Pistons in the finals. Uh, and Then the Pistons, I was ten years and old. Then the Tyler. Pistons lost to the Spurs the next year. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, the Pistons went to back-to-back finals.
1: Yeah, because that's O three finals. Yeah. Damn, Pistons were dope. Yeah, that, I can remember. I can remember telling kids at school, like you know, because I like the Pistons, but I was still like, I'll literally put everything I own that a Western Conference team wins the NBA championship. They won it on and, defense. And just being so like, man, this Pistons team is crazy.
0: If Carl Malone was healthy, though, the Lakers win that series. Guaranteed. Five games. No doubt. I have no doubt in my mind, Tyler.
1: And you'd think the Lakers lost. Man, that's so funny. Like, it's crazy. I've lost track of it. I just always remember, like, I thought the the Spurs were like 03, 05, 07. They
0: were. The Pistons won in 04
1: yes yeah, yes yeah. so the lakers lost to the spurs not the pistons that the lakers losing to the spurs is what caused them to get carl malone and gary payton that's what it was that's what i'm thinking of you're right now it's a, now it's all coming back that's because it, it was a 3 Pete and then they lost the fourth one so they revamped yes yeah okay that yes. makes now i'm now i'm with you because i was like no the spurs won in three yeah they did yeah and they played the pistons right yeah yeah long time ago I'm pretty sure or
0: no they played the Pistons in 05
1: yeah yeah because the the Spurs were they, they were fucking on it there for a little bit it was three and those three and five years people are like this is Dynasty time
0: so okay this is what it was Lakers beat the Spurs or Lakers beat the Nets in the finals yeah in 2002 yeah
1: now the 3p we know what's up
0: 2003 was spurs nets in the finals the nets went to back-to-back finals and
1: didn't win a game did they win a game
0: yes they did they won game four yeah okay and i was like did they, game they two.
1: Got, Oh, they won two games yeah all right all right because yeah. they got swept by the lakers right uh yeah i believe I was so like, don't tell me they got swept twice in a row <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: but yeah so it was the nets went to back-to-back finals then this uh the pistons and the lakers and then the pistons and the spurs, spurs the next year yeah, so yeah, the nets yeah. went to back-to-back finals and then the pistons went to back-to-back finals i don't know how we just got on this
1: tangent yeah, but yeah well no i mean just <laughs> that that uh that malone team i forgot that malone and peyton team i forgot uh, comparing that the lakers teams of it past. was it yes. was uh it was a reboot after a loss it wasn't the loss that spurred a, re- a reboot right right yeah
0: but all right yes it's it's a frustrating time for lakers fans uh hopefully they can get it together but like i said they're they're just running out of time and i'm not not
1: they are they are but it's not too late at
0: least my expectations are are slowly slowly going down tyler but all right you, you got anything else before we get out of here you got a shout out
1: you know one one through eight seed though you don't want to play the lakers in the playoffs that's a good thing you got going for you the seating really doesn't matter
0: i won't disagree with that tyler there are yeah. many people that will but yeah. i won't disagree
1: um no i mean the you know shout out just it was dope seeing braun and and mellow and dwight and russ and all those guys for the first time yeah
0: and i, I mean i was planning on shouting out you because you you got the tickets yeah yeah no shout out you man it was a, <laughs> it
1: was a good time we had fun
0: yeah it's it sucked the lakers lost but just the experience like yeah. especially after everything over the past couple of years that's that's gone on in the world and everything like that, just. Having memories like that is cool. No, what's it was cool. dope
1: to be in the stadium. It's yeah. vibe. Yeah.
0: So, all right. With that, that wraps up episode 229 of the TSK Show. For Tyler Pachelki, I'm Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholki. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. Peace.